South Richfield, South Richfield, will you be mine, my darling podcast, love you all the time, we're just two fools, two fools in love with you, oh, South Richfield, South Richfield, the place I adore, love you forever and evermore. We're just two fools, two fools in love with you. Oh, Matt and Scott, they talk a lot about really nothing. At all, I hope and I pray that maybe someday they will invite me to join their call. South Richfield, South Richfield, will you be mine? My darling podcast, love you all the time. We're just two fools. Fools in love with you. Hello, this is Eric Schmidt, and you're listening to this year's most downloaded podcast among males in Ohio, age 44 and a half to 45 years, about South Richfield. No sources are available for that citation. The South Richfield Podcast. Take it away, Scott and Matt. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. It is us, Scott Luther, Matt Coma, here with the South Richfield Podcast. We are back and better than ever. Matt, it's good to see you tonight. What's going on? Great to see you too, Scott. What's going on tonight? Well, it's a weekend. I know we want to keep the show evergreen, but it's a weekend, and uh, I am just so glad that it's a Friday. And how sad is it that my life has reverted to looking forward to doing a podcast on a Friday night (laughs) and being in bed before 10? Well, if you're lucky, we'll get done before then. Oh, great. (laughs) How can you sleep already? I'm trying to bring the energy. Well, uh, it is Friday night. I It was a long week. The kids had no school today because uh, the Revere teachers got their second round of COVID shots today. So uh, there was no school. So uh, Nolan disappeared midday, went uh, mountain biking with a friend at, at an indoor mountain bike park. And Wade just, uh, you know, played Hamilton really loud <laughs> on Alexa downstairs and was singing along and bashing the piano keys. Uh, I hope Rachel didn't hear that, but uh, he was playing Thriller by Michael Jackson <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> At least he was no, singing he, Thriller. Was he, play- he was singing it as he was just pounding keys. It's very entertaining. Okay. <laughs> was he actually playing the music or was he just getting out some aggression? Um, maybe the latter. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, there are, it was cold so he's today. he's a drummer, is what you're saying. Yeah, he is a drummer. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was. 
it's cold, but there's no snow left. So, you know, we've, we've been going skiing at Boston Mills, or the boys have. I, I'm not much of a skier. Um, well, we can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, they've been going skiing. But right now, you know, there's no, there's no snow for them to play outside in, at least. So, how, did you guys get a lot of snow up there? Yes, it was a record-breaking snow. It, at one point, we had 19 inches on the ground. And if you remember from our discussions in the past, Scott, uh, yes. typically yes. the northwest Ohio area does not get nearly the same snowfall as northeast Ohio because northeast Ohio is in the outer edges of the uh, snow belt, whereas in northwest Ohio, it is a an area that is offset from the lake. So it's only a nor'easter, as they say, that would bring uh -huh. snow in. But whatever the weather phenomenon was this this last time around, we had uh, band after band of snowfall. Uh, the largest was a 13-inch dump and then a series of other snowfalls. So, so we were um, skiing over here. It was just great. There, there's a hill out here uh, in the, the town nearest us called White House. It's, uh, I believe it's made from the... Um, the spoils from a quarry. So it's piled up very high on one side, uh, or well, it's very high, but steep on one side and shallow on the other. So everybody in town is uh, sledding down the steep side, and it is insane how fast these kids are going. By the time they're hitting the bottom, and it seems like as soon as somebody goes down the hill, they, they just kind of stand up and forget that there's uh, 10 other people <laughs> bombing that hill waiting for them. And so it's it's become a great spectator sport just to sit down at the bottom and watch people just get smoked. Oh. I'm, and I'm talking people being knocked off, uh, feet flying in the air. I took Jack and uh, three of his friends, and the, <laughs> that happened to all four of them. There had to be like 80, 90, 100 people out on this hill. Oh, my and, God. You know, they get down from this hill, and you're you're whooped because you got down so fast. And you stand up, and you're plowed by three sixth graders <laughs> coming right after you. Now, did you it's go down the hill? <laughs> what did you say? Did you go down the hill or just oh, watch? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just watching. <laughs> Sledding's a young man's game, Scott. Uh I disagree. I, Rachel and I took the boys um, to uh, whatever this park is, Rising Valley Park here in Richfield. There's a there's a sledding hill that's a long. It's long and gradual. Uh, so you start and it goes around a curve at the bottom. So you just you can go for you can go for like a full minute down this hill. Maybe thirty seconds. Maybe I, I you know. 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> time well, slows down when you're going on this. <laughs> you're bending some laws of space and time. Right, right. So I, the only problem with me when I'm on one of those saucer sleds or something, I immediately get turned backwards and I have no idea where I'm going or if anybody's in my way. The last, the last time we went, I took Rachel's legs out from underneath her and she, she went flying <laughs> <laughs> right midway through you know down the hill i'm like oh my god i felt so bad but uh you know but you just kept going <laughs> oh. 
But uh, yeah, I I did not go sledding this year. I I did go skiing for the first time ever. We took a little at, trip. At Weston Mills or no, we went to Holiday Valley up in Ellicottville, New York. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's uh, it's a pretty nice little resort, and I had never skied before. So I'm like, uh, we'll see. The kids had never skied. So this is not an advertisement for Holiday Valley? No. <laughs> it was great. The, every, the, the customer service at Holiday Valley is bar none. Everyone's very friendly, even during COVID and everything. You know, Wade had problems with his his uh, boots coming off of his bindings. They're like, let's. I'm. They're like, let me see that. And they're like, I'm not happy with this. We're going to take this inside and get it looked at. So, you know, he, the guy helped them, and it was it was terrific. But um, you know, we get there on a Friday night, and we're going to spend Saturday and Sunday skiing, and then go home Monday. It was a long weekend for the kids. And uh, we get there, I, you know, everyone's in the hotel room. Nobody's moving fast on Saturday morning. I'm like, we have a lesson at 1030 that we have to be at. And Rachel's like, well, what time should we leave? I'm like, we should be like leaving because <laughs> we're going to have to wait in line to get skis and, you know, all this stuff. And all right. So we get you know, we finally get out the door at like five till 10 and we're going to walk over and we don't realize it's a little bit of a walk. So it's 10, 15 and we're in line filling out forms. And then you still have to go get your boots and your helmet and your skis and everything. And we missed the lesson by 15 minutes. So I go in, I'm like, can we make up the lesson at, I know you have a one o'clock. Can we make it up or one thirty? Can we make it up then? Oh, sure. So, um, so in the meantime, I'd never skied. So we go down the little, you know, beginner hill called Schoolhouse. And I'm just like, okay, this is easy. I'm like doing my turns and nope, no problems. You know, I cross country skied as a kid. I figured this can't be too much more difficult. So we do that a few times. The boys are having a good time. They're getting the hang of it. And we go up to, uh, we go up to another green hill. Uh, beginner's hill and it's called like candy cane or something <laughs> and you know that sounds that sounds pleasant enough right <laughs> well right i start, you know i start going down the hill and i'm you know i'm not as nimble as i used to be and i realize i'm going very fast down this hill and i'm like and i start thinking i'm like if i fall i'm gonna kill myself if i'm going this fast so then, then you try to slow down or, or in my case, I just said, let me find a soft place to try to lay down, but I'm still going like, I don't know, however fast 30 miles an hour or whatever. <laughs> and so I just, I, my first crash was one of those where you tumble over, you know, just side, you know, you're rolling head over heels, head, head over heels. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome. I, I hurt my knee. I hurt my shoulder. I could, I could feel it. My wrist. I'm like, oh, that sucked. Get back up. The next we crash. Candy cane. <laughs> I think it turns into a harder hill, though. They don't warn you. They just expect you to know how to ski, I guess, <laughs> or take lessons from candy cane to candy cane. 
<laughs> so the next crash, um, I'm going fast again. I'm like, oh, there's some there's some uh, powder over there. I'm going to go over there. Well, I didn't know there was a, a gully underneath that powder. So I go into the soft stuff, and then I go face first and crash with into my face. <laughs> and I, oh, my lips bleeding. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? On the bunny hill. <laughs> I finally make it down to the bottom. The kids are like, that was great. I'm in. Rachel's like, or the kids are like, why is dad just standing there? And it's cause I'm bleeding and, and, uh, you know, I haven't recovered yet. So, uh, we go, I get to the bottom of the hill. They're like, we're going to go up again to another hill and go down. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay here in this chair for a little while. <laughs> so I wait and wait and <laughs> they go and do their thing. And I think they came down once and then went up again and, um, I'm looking at the watch and it's like one o'clock. I'm like, okay, we got to start going over. We realize we're on the whole other side of the mountain. And the only way to get back to the resort where our lessons are is to go up a hill again and ski down it. And it's an intermediate hill. And I'm like, oh, geez, oh, oh man. No. So Nolan's like, I think I know a way. So he takes off kind of on his own. <laughs> We, we had no idea we are on the other side of the mountain yet. We thought we were closer than we really were. So he goes running off. And Wade's like in his skis. And we're trying to walk up a hill, you know, in skis. And we're finally taking him off. And I'm like, I'm going to go try to find Nolan. So I, I take off. And I find him. He's upset. He's like, we're going to miss our lesson again. We're never going to learn how to ski. And I'm like, why? He's like, why can't Wade walk faster? I'm like, he's, he's a little guy. <laughs> just so, you know, I'm wait. I'm like, well, let's go find them. And they're like, not there anymore. I'm like, where, where are they? So I call and there's no answer. Then I finally get a call back from Rachel. She's like, we're at the lesson. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's, she's like, yeah, this guy on a snowmobile came by who works there and saw, you know, saw me and Wade and we told him what was going on and he just drove us here. <laughs> we just got on the back of the snowmobile. We went up the mountain and down the other side and here we are. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, so Nolan and I had to take a lift up to the top and ski down the mountain, it, which I crashed on probably, I don't know, four more times. At one point I, walk through some woods to get to an easier hill, which ended up merging onto the hill wow. I was on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Matt, for my first time, I finally ended up getting the hang of it. By the second day, I did not crash after 11 a.m. So the next, you know, nine hours, 10 hours, I didn't fall down at all. So uh, the only thing is I snow plowed the entire time down any hill. Uh -huh. And, you know, it kind of puts your legs in an unnatural position. And uh, right. I tweaked my knee and it's still not fully recovered. <laughs> oh, I don't think no. I tore anything, but it was a pretty good strain, I believe. Uh -huh. But uh, 
Yeah, so Rachel's oh. ready to go back next the year. The way you were going, the, the way you were going, the way this whole thing was trending, I think you're lucky to get out of there with a tweak knee only. Well, on, on I think Sunday, the mountain was going to have blood that day. <laughs> on Sunday morning, before I actually figured out how to ski, um, I declared on the first lift up the hill because we had to take a lift. We took a lift from our hotel up to the top, and we had to go down these these hills that were hard again. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, this is the this is the last time I'm skiing. I told Rachel. She's like, really? Because it turns out she did not fall the entire weekend. And she hasn't skied in over 20 years <laughs> since college. So uh, <laughs> since uh, her and Dave, Dave, her brother Dave Barta and uh, Dave Solomon and Jeff Solomon went to like Killington in Vermont, that was the last time she skied. And that was like, I don't know, 25, 27 years ago, something like that. So, um, and she didn't fall once. Wow, she's a she's a natural. Well, she is a natural athlete, Scott. Yeah, she is. And my boys are you really good. So hard on yourself. <laughs> they must get it from me. And when I'm sure they 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 know how to fall. <laughs> They're like sort of the trick jumps. when you're <laughs> when you're young like that. You're fearless, right? I'm like watching them. No one's like, I need to find a jump. So we're like looking and going up a ski lift and he's like, there's one. And so I'm, I'm like following him down the hill and he's like, just, he goes over. I'm like, what the heck? What just <laughs> happened? I'm going around. I'm trying to get, get out of the path of the jump, go around it and stuff. <laughs> Not even looking at it directly. No. Oh. Well, oh, and also the first day, Matt, my, you know, you're wearing these, you're wearing face masks because of COVID. And you have ski goggles, and my glasses kept fogging up, so I didn't wear my glasses. Like the, fir I think that might have been my problem the entire time. I didn't have my glasses on <laughs> at all the first wait, day. Wait a minute, you're not allowed to drive a car without your glasses, right? <laughs> you're right. I, I can't. Not a lot. So really, the only way that you knew which way to go down the hill was the way gravity was pulling you. I was going to say gravity. You couldn't even see where you were at. Now, the second day, I figured, that <laughs> the second day I figured out, if I hold my breath while I'm putting the goggles on and the gaither, everything will stay put, and I, I could see. So I maybe that's why I didn't fall down. After I figure that out, because I can I'm actually sure see the little, the little undulations in the hills and stuff. <laughs> the sign that says, don't ski here. <laughs> Danger ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. So uh, so we're, we're going to go back next year. As long <laughs> as my knee's healed by then. Well, that's good. Are you guys going to take up snowboarding? No, no. I'd, I'd rather have two things strapped to my legs, I guess. I don't know. You're not supposed to cross those tips. Don't cross the tips. Right. Don't you ever cross the tips. See, when you snowboard, you don't have to worry about tips. It's one board. Right. But it's harder to get off the lift. It is. I, I just watch people like in front of us like get off the lift and just kind of lay down. 
where you're supposed to ski off the the little ramp up at the yeah. top. I I've only ever did it once. And I fell down more in that one day of snowboarding than I did in my entire life ever of skiing. And it hurt so bad. But by the end of the day, I finally got the hang of the balance for the snowboarding and it felt amazing. Yeah. It was uh, just, it almost felt like I, I've never surfed, but what I imagine they describe surfing feeling like, you felt like you were one with the mountain. Wow. Maybe it was all the smoke those guys were kicking off in front of me on the, the chair of the but one one way or the other, it, it felt like it was uh, a, a uh, almost spiritual experience with the snowboarding. When was when was this recent? Um, this was I'm going to guess around 2000. Okay, is that right? No, about uh, 90, 98, 99. Okay, more in there. We went to a place called Heavenly out in Tahoe. Okay. And I'm sure snowboarding technology has probably improved vastly since then. Yes, you can now go warp speed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about snowboard technology. I'm just assuming in 20 years. You think we would have come a long way. Right, right. You think that we would come so far in... um, these kinds of sports that you, they could just give you a chair you could sit in and go down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of technology, um, I recently went cross country skiing. Like I said, we had all this snow here and um, the Christmas of I'm when uh, 15. So I, about 1987, my mom got uh, herself, uh, my sister and brother and me, uh, cross-country skis. And we took them out to um, Sleepy, is it Sleepy Hollow in Brexville, the golf course? Yes, we used to cross-country yeah. ski there too. Yes, we took him there to go cross-country skiing and, and I loved it. And I took it, took to it and I brought my, my skis up to Toledo. I don't know if you remember us going out there. I, I know Dave and I went out. I okay. think you did this once too, I, didn't you? I have. I had skis back then at one point. I don't remember taking them to college, but. Yeah. Well, so I, I've had the same set of skis since, well, for 30, what is that, 33 years now. And the same boots for 33 years. And my feet have grown a little bit since then. <laughs> but they everything's lasted and my, my skis started to delaminate, you know, so they're coming uh-huh. apart. And there, there are these longer ones called Golden Team or something like that. They're, I think they're 210 centimeters, so they're much, much taller than I am. And so I've used those all the years that I've been up here. Um, and so we have this snowfall, unprecedented snowfall, and we're actually skiing around our own yard here. And, um, you know, and it's it's beautiful. The snow is falling, and it's it's white and fluffy, and there's it's almost sparkles coming off of it. So it's, all, it's somewhat romantic, Scott. Right. So um, my, my lovely wife, Penny says, why don't we go cross country skiing over in the park? Cause we live about a mile away from a park called Oak openings. That's known in the area that has about 11 miles worth of, uh, trails for cross country skiing. So I say yes. So we, you know, because we're still at the stage that our, our kids are still in the house and there's bills to pay. There's something to clean and something to fix that's falling apart. So, 
us to be able to go off and even if it's just for an hour to do something by ourselves is is great. I'm never going to say no to that. And um, as we're getting st our stuff together, um, my, our, our skis are out of the attic. I'm, I'm putting them in my car, and I notice that my left boot heel is starting to delaminate. <laughs> I think, oh crap! But you know, I think it'll be all right. It, it's probably been like that for for years, and I just never noticed. Is, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, so we get into the car, we get out to the uh, the park. And people are just starting to come because, again, huge snowfall and the area is known for this. And the way that they have these trails set up, everybody is supposed to go in the same direction. It's all in a, a counterclockwise direction around this whole. Um, they, they have s several concentric loops. Uh, the, the furthest trail is eight, then it's a five, then it's a three, then it's a one uh, mile, mile loop um, that gets uh, progressively larger. So we're getting setting the boots up or getting everything ready. And it's been a year since I've been up on skis and um, you get, a, it takes a little bit of time for the muscle memory to kick back in and I'm staying in front of my lady. So I want to look good right. and foolish. Um, so it's all I can do to not fall over as I'm trying to put these skis on. And as I'm doing this with every movement, that boot heel gap gets a little bit bigger and as I'm trying to get my boot in, it, uh, I feel, ooh, that felt cold underneath. So I think, oh, no, I have, uh, I have uh, some, some snow got in my boot somehow. That'll be fine. It'll, it'll melt as, as we move along. So um, we get our boots on and we get going. And um, uh, instantly, as soon as you start going, you, you get that blood pumping. You're feeling good as, as you're going along. And we're getting on the trail and we're, we're having a good time. And it's, like I said, it's beautiful. And um, the, the glide is great. But as I'm gliding with my left foot, it just feels like it's, it's flopping a little bit when I'm doing it. I um, can't really tell what's going on, but uh, it feels a little loose. And I think, well, maybe the binding is just, just bad. And there's, there's a little bit of hill here and there. Um, and we we're, we're work our way up the first hill. And uh, as we're doing, you know, when, you, when you're cross-country skiing, you have to, yeah, a, a V, a reverse. Or, or sideways. Yeah, or sideways. Well, as we're going up the hill, um, my boot, my foot slips, my left foot slips and it goes into the snow. I thought, oh, crap, it came out of the binding. And I looked down, no, it's still attached to the binding, but the bottom of my boot came off. <laughs> so it's still attached. My toe is still attached. But my heel is twisted sideways and sitting in the snow. And at this point, we're about a mile and a half in to our romantic <laughs> cross-country skiing adventure. And I'm I'm gonna suck it up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, rain on our parade at all, or whine about a little snow, or the fact that I have nothing between my foot and 13 degrees temperature outside. <laughs> So we work our way up to the top of this hill. It's the biggest hill on this trail, this uh, three-mile trail that we're halfway through. And I get up to the top, and as I'm up at the top, remember, we're only everybody's supposed to go clockwise. I see these idiots coming the other way. And this is as I'm going down the hill. Oh, no. And they're going, stop, stop. And I, I can't stop. I'm coming down the hill right at, right at them. Uh, so they're not moving. They're supposed to be going the other direction. I have to roll off to the side. And, you know, in cross country, it's not 
Downhill's not the not real um, <laughs> easy to do, I guess. Right. So I have to wreck and pull off to the side right in front of these people. And they said, well, he wanted to go back up. And I said, well, am I going the wrong way? Aren't you supposed to go that way? Isn't everybody going the same direction? Well, yeah, but there's nothing that way. So we wanted to see what's this way. Yeah. <laughs> It's cross country skiing. There's nothing that way. Yeah, it's it's Northwest Ohio. <laughs> Everything is flat except this hill. I just fell down, <laughs> and I tumbled down. And I, I look, and my I go to stand up, and I realize I have a lot of freedom in my left foot. <laughs> and I look down, my boot has completely blown open, like that little kid story about all the animals that are trying to get into the mitten. <laughs> yeah. My foot is exposed out in the snow, blown wide open. And the, the lady that I, I crashed in front of goes, oh, wow, that's, that's rough. Well, we're going to go up the hill. So fine, great. And, and I, me, if Penny wasn't behind me, I would have been dropping every word, F-bombs and everything and swearing. But it's supposed to be our romantic time to be together. And I don't want to... Uh, ruin it by having you know blowing up at somebody so i'm just being calm and chill like like the temperature and the the cold seeping into my foot trying to be nice and cool and they they go back up and penny's just a beginner so she's trying to work her way down and so i'm getting so frustrated at this point i'm just standing there waiting and there's all these other people that are just passing saying no they tell me no you go ahead you go ahead I can't go. My boot's broken. Uh, so Penny finally gets down the, this little hill and um, we're sitting there when we're halfway through a three mile loop at this point. So um, I, I said, you know, I, I can't go with you and I can't walk on the trail because, you know, you walk on a cross country trail, you wreck it. So um, why don't you, I said, why don't you just go ahead? And I expect her to say, no, I'll stay with you. And she says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. I, I think the ro the romantic feeling, much like the cross country course, was a one way thing. <laughs> so I watch her take off, and I'm standing there with my sock sticking out of my blown out boot and oh my my, gosh. my skis, and I don't know, really know where I am because this cross country trail I can't recognize landforms. So I just start trudging through the woods, going, "Well, I think it's that way." <laughs> That I gotta go. And I'm going through snow drifts and and I think and I, I'm having these thoughts as I'm walking what I what I think is the right direction. You know, if I die out here, I wonder how they'll ever find me. <laughs> these drifts are kind of big. It might not be till March. <clears throat> and I see the squirrels uh, looking down at me. I'm thinking, are they flesh eating squirrels? Would they are they hungry enough to eat me right now? I, I've heard that squirrels can eat meat, but I finally started recognizing some of the landforms, thinking, okay, well, I think there should be a road this way. So I, I get out to a road, and my it, my foot is uh, is frozen at this point. It, you know, it's sort of just a club that I'm walking on, and I, re I recognize where I am uh, because a section of it is a, a jogging trail that I've done in the past that I've twisted my ankles on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as I'm trudging through, I forgot to mention, as I'm trudging through this, I've twisted both my ankles again. But fortunately, the cold is so severe that it's like having an ice pack. 
But I find my way back onto a trail and go, ah, I only have a mile to walk now. Uh-huh. And so I find, I'm working my way through um, uh, these snow drifts and again, the trail. And I get back to the car and sit down just in uh, time to see Penny come down the trail looking like a perfect cross-country skier. Like a Norwegian princess. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Not a cruiser. Wow, I was going as fast as I could to get back here. Were you, because she had the car keys. <laughs> well, that was perfect timing then. It was perfect timing. And you kept all your, foot blowing your foot a little longer. And it, it you know, and I was expecting a well, lot. I'm going to get a lot of sympathy for this. No, nothing. <laughs> you better order yourself some new boots is probably what she said. I, I will. So back to the whole point technology how far has it come along i don't know i'm interested to see how good cross-country skis have got <laughs> hopefully boots let you know i got 33 years out of those boots and skis I right think mom got her money's worth on them i think you deserve new skis and boots matt after that thank you thank you scott yeah i'll send you a look look now there's probably some good uh end of season sales yeah um i'll look at uh play it again sports See if there's anything good there. No, I'm going. See what I always wanted growing up, uh, in enjoying winter as much as I I have enjoyed it and enjoy it, is I've always wanted one of those Hallmark holiday special <laughs> um, winters where you're in some quirky little town in Michigan or up in uh, New England where everybody's just so darn precious <laughs> and. <laughs> There's, you know, some winter festival that's taking place and um, an old lady Jenkins hasn't come out of her mansion in years, <laughs> but I, I'm able to talk to her and we become friends and she tells me about the secret treasure that's in the house. And so in, in other words, I, I want to live in a Hallmark winter holiday movie. <laughs> Instead, I got a bloody stump foot. <laughs> well, I was your foot okay? Afterwards, well, were there any the gang, thought? The gangrene has cleared up nicely. Um, the feeling came back in, in oh, I don't know, about uh, three, four days. Um, the limp is not as bad as it it was. Okay. So, yeah. No, every, everything's fine. Good, good. I think uh, I was telling Rachel, I said we should plan some sort of South Richfield retreat like holiday valley next year where uh we could, a bunch of us could go up there and uh rent a house or something and go skiing and then um that someone great. can help me down the hill well the, the only problem with that is i'm the only one in my family that likes to do any of this stuff <laughs> well you're welcome to come with us thank you what what we did become very uh adept at is uh getting um our driveway cleared. So I think I might hire out the kids uh, to clean maybe old lady Jenkins. Uh, <laughs> driveway. And then you'll become friends. Yep. And, and you'll find that treasure. treasure, the pirate treasure that was hidden. And it turns out that the treasure all along friendship. <laughs> <laughs> As I almost lose my, uh, my cocktail that I'm drinking. Oh, tell us what you're drinking, Scott. I'm drinking the the SRP, the South Richfield 
podcast drink that you invented. It's uh, do you remember what this is? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I remember, but um, I, I want to see if you do. Okay, well, I just made it. Yes, it's uh, it's Spindrift Soda, right? The S or seltzer, whatever you want, yeah. or sparkling water. I mean, mm-hmm. for the S, the R is rum, and the P is pineapple juice. Right, and you put, you put the uh, pineapple juice and rum in. Uh, in ice, in a shaker, shake it all up, get a nice foam on top. As you can see here, I still have some foam, except I've got my Ralphie uh, mug or cup. And then you pour it over ice with a spin drift soda, like uh, mm-hmm. three ounces or six ounces. I, I don't remember. Very three, good. Ounces three ounces of spin drift, six ounces of pineapple juice, and three ounces of rum is what you need. But I just right. eyeballed everything, <laughs> except for the pineapple juice because it was in a six-ounce <laughs> can, so that made it easy. And I left the mess downstairs for Rachel to clean up. <laughs> a boy. Yeah, I told her I'd clean it up afterwards. But that is the official cocktail of South Richfield, so go out and uh, ask your bartender to make it a SRP. And they'll probably look at you like you're not. Yeah, it's refreshing. <laughs> It's refreshing in summertime, wintertime, spring or fall. It's a drink for all seasons. Right. Do you uh do you have a sunroom or anything on the back of your house? In fact, I'm in our sunroom. Or as a matter of fact, I'm in our sunroom. Do you call it a sunroom or do you call it a four seasons room? Um we call it the sunroom. The four seasons room is uh on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I do all my landscaping at Four Seasons Landscape. No, uh, we yeah we call it the sunroom. It's really um, in wintertime. It's really just a six hundred square foot refrigerator. Right, right. Is it screened or is it just a lot of windows so it's cold? Um, lots of windows, but we do have so it's cold. But we do have a, a mini split system in here that could provide heat um, in the wintertime or cool temperatures in the summer. But if it gets below 20 degrees, it really doesn't work too well as far as the heater just can't keep up. And I forget what the upper limit for uh, the heat is. But it, it's a nice room. It, really what the room is for is when the we have it as our where we do our yoga and our working out. <laughs> but when the, <laughs> when the kids, really, it's, me yoga is just kind of bending at the waist and going, oof. 15 minutes of that 15 minutes of oof but it'll be the place where the kids hang out because um our house doesn't really have really a a space for them to not have the prying eyes of parents upon them right and i need to keep an eye on these kids well the reason i was asking you about the sunroom is i was uh we just painted our sunroom a couple weeks ago and i was taking some pictures of it i sent it to some friends in arizona and they're like it's kind of ironic that you guys call it a sunroom when it's always so so gray up there. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. And then uh, someone was over doing some work, and they, they said, you have a nice Four Seasons room. And I'm like, oh, okay. that's a, I, I've heard that term in the past, I guess. But uh, that maybe that's a better word for it. Well, maybe for those Arizona snobs. Yeah. But- 
when you think about it, isn't every room a Four Seasons room? <laughs> I think the Arizona folks are just jealous because they only have two seasons, hot and freaking hot. No, oh, I like I like our sunroom. It it has a nice view of the cow pasture and everything. And we did have a cow escape not too long ago. Not not one cow escaped, but all the well, a bunch of cows escaped. Probably about ten to fifteen got out and walked down on our on our driveway. And I have the you know video camera that captured all these cows walking around on the driveway. And the dog was kind of going crazy. I was working and I kind of looked out. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's all these cows out here. And then they walked onto the road and stopped. Um, There was a car (laughs) and they were just standing there. They wouldn't move. (laughs) Oh, they weren't hitchhiking. They weren't hitchhiking. And I'm like, oh, geez. So I, you know, I put on boots and a coat and I, you don't want to go straight at the cows when you're chasing cows because they'll just take off and they're already on the road. Okay. So this, uh, uh, listener, um, get out your notepad. Cause Scott's about to give you some right. life lessons here. So dealing with bovine. When, when you're approaching cows, you don't want to go right at them because they'll just run away from you. Okay. And away from, away from me would be away from the farm. And they just go down Kiowa or something, and and you know which they've done before. So you have to kind of make a slow circle around them and try to get on the other side of them. So I'm walking, you know, I'm going across my yard in the steep snow because we had a ton of snow too, and I'm trudging through the snow and I get onto the road and I'm like, yeah, come on, cows, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they head back up towards the farm. They're walking through my yard. They're leaving holes in the yard, <laughs> which, you know, because the ground is, it's like 32 exactly, probably. So it's, you know, it's not totally frozen yet. And there's just these massive hoof prints in the yard from these cows. The guy that was in the, the Jeep or whatever, waiting for, for traffic to clear on Alger Road, he's like, that was awesome! <laughs> I'm like, yep, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he I impressed some guy in a Jeep uh, by chasing cows back up to the farm. And then you still had to get them in, in the barnyard. I called Tim, I'm like, oh, these cows are out. But I was able to send pictures to... Uh, to people at work of the cows out in our driveway. And I used it for a talent show video for our church. So I've got that. Your hia, your wrangling skills. Is that what your, the talent was? Well, I just showed the cows were out. My, my talent show entry was, uh, I don't know. You, I'm sure you remember this song. As I was walking down the street one cloudy afternoon, I came upon a billboard when much to my dismay. The sign was torn and tattered from the storm the night before. I knew the wind had done a shot for this is what it said. The billboard song. Smoke, Coke. Smoke, Coca-Cola, cigarette, drink, Wrigley, spearmint, beer. Cattle ration, dog food, keeps your wife's complexion clear. Simonize your baby with a Hershey's candy bar. Texaco is a beauty cream that's used by every star. 
So I played that on the banjo and sang it. And it is out there on Facebook if you go to the Richfield uh, United Church of Christ Facebook page. Uh, you can view our whole talent mm-hmm. show. So, except the words are different than what Miss Ryan taught us. She shortened oh. it, being a music teacher. It's it's oh. actually like five verses. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to remember, we're dopey seven-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. We, we have the attention span of, you know, of mud, so... She wouldn't be able to teach that song yeah. nowadays with smoke Coca-Cola cigarettes. Yeah, people don't like Coca-Cola as much. We're, we're <laughs> Pepsi up in Ohio. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> right. That's, that's the whole thing. And Miss Ryan yeah. was watching the talent yeah. show live. So uh, so she yeah. got to see, see me uh, play it. So it was very exciting. Where, where did you place? How, how close to last place did you get? There was no judging. No judging. <laughs> Oh, it is a church, so I guess it is. It wait is a, a minute, you're supposed to be. <laughs> I reminded people yeah. as I, you know, uh, as I kicked off the talent show, I reminded people that this was not a competition, but for purely for entertainment purposes. So, don't boo no off a seven-year-old girl playing the piano. <laughs> okay, it was fun though. We had a good time. That sounds great. How long is it? How long was the whole show? Uh, about 50 minutes. I had people send videos. So what I'm really interested in, if if we watch it, what's going to come up? Uh, what is YouTube's algorithm going to figure out that we want to see more of? <laughs> well, we did not post it to YouTube. It's only oh, on Facebook. Okay. But, you know, <clears throat> we could put it on YouTube. I Oh, Matt. Speaking of YouTube, did you know I have my own gaming channel now? Say what? No, I didn't know this. So uh, you mean like if, the, the way the young young kids watch somebody else play a game and somebody's commenting as they play? Right, right. You have one of those. I have one. South I, Richfield. Well, I'm watch. South Richfield on YouTube. So check it out. I have one video up there. It has 11 views already, and it's been up there for two months. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's about a, uh, I'm going to re, I'm going to relaunch this thing probably next, uh, th- later this month in about three weeks. So, uh, you're featured because, uh, it is a South Richfield gaming channel and I'm doing baseball. Okay. It's a right. fictional baseball league. All right. So I made up 16 okay. teams and I named them for people in places and I have the Toledo comas. So uh, you'll have to check it out. <laughs> and I made logos I can't and, wait. and everything. Wow. So when when is the last time you saw your family, Scott? <laughs> well, I've seen them. I, for that period of two months ago, I did not see them much when I was doing oh, all this okay. stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's important to get that off the ground. It really, it's for the kids' future that you're doing. <laughs> 11 views and one subscriber. I got that going for us. It's very sweet that Rachel subscribed for you. It wasn't even her. way your kids get to see their ass. She doesn't even, she doesn't even know what I'm doing in here. <laughs> <laughs> now, you'll have to check it out. Uh, maybe we can play a game together, Matt. Do you have a, a, okay. a PC that we can uh, become gaming buddies? <clears throat> I, I think so. I, we... We have a history. 
That's, there's no doubt about that. I, and I think we can carry it on to the 21st century. And uh, why should we not try to figure out some way to monetize this and profit from it? <laughs> I might double that 11 viewership just from people listening to this podcast, and I might have 22 views. I have um, several mobile devices of my own that I'll just download it on to make it look like <laughs> more views. Why did I think of that? See, that's what I bring to the table, Scott. Innovation. Right. Hey, Matt, do you want to hear a story real quick? I know we're, uh, we're running out of time here. Oh, yeah, then real quick. Yeah, but uh, did you hear about... Um, this Mississippi teenager who lost his Civil War reenacting chicken. No, I, I, I did not hear that story. <laughs> I must. How, how did I miss that story? I, I don't know. But last month, a Mississippi teen who lost his Civil War reenacting pet chicken, Peep, outside a Cracker Barrel restaurant in Alabama, was reunited with the bird courtesy of a farmer who helped find the fowl. Thomas Ramsey, who founded a military reenactment group for youth, told the Coleman Times that he was headed home from a weekend event at Spring Hill, Tennessee, when he stopped with a friend at the restaurant in Coleman on January 31st. He left Peep, a rooster that participates in simulated battles, <laughs> tied to his truck in the parking lot. Okay, now, oh. do you ever tie your rooster to your truck, first of all? Well, not when I'm in Kentucky, for, for damn sure. <laughs> In Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Okay. Not anywhere in the deep south where they like deep fried chicken. No way. Well, he tied he tied the rooster to his truck. Okay. Um, maybe so. Maybe he didn't just leave it in the truck. Maybe he didn't want it to poop in the truck. I have no idea. You, you got to stretch those rooster legs out. He probably just holds the rooster as they're driving. I don't. There's no, probably no seatbelt requirement, but. Well, how do we know the rooster wasn't driving? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, if it can, if it can uh, reenact Civil War battles, it's I, probably it was very probably bright. The, yeah, probably the main strategist. Strategist. <laughs> See? Strategist. Strategist. Yes. So Ramsey, who is eighteen, said he and his friend walked out about an hour later to discover the chicken had flown the coop and was nowhere to be seen. I went back into the Cracker Barrel, and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken, said Ramsey of uh, Copiah County, south of Jackson. Uh, someone overheard and said they had seen Peep wandering in the parking lot. An animal control officer got involved in the hunt, and missing chicken photos of Peep soon spread on social media pages around Coleman a city of about 16,000 people 50 miles north of Birmingham with no sign of peep. Ramsey continued the drive home. I'm sure he was heartbroken. Then he got a message that the bird had been found outside the Cracker Barrel and farmer John Watson, who posted advice on catching peep, had the rooster and was headed to Birmingham to meet Ramsey for a reunion. Uh, I believe in paying it forward, said Watson. God has blessed my family so much throughout the years, I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his, and he clearly cared for it. Not enough to just leave it tied to a truck, though, but... 
Ramsey well, said, "Yeah, I, I think he, Ramsey better work on his knot tying skills." What what kind of knot would you use to tie up a chicken, Scott? And where do you tie the chicken? Does a chicken have a collar on it? Ah, uh, I I guess you tie a chicken around its leg. Well, Ram Ramsey said Civil War soldiers sometimes had uh, animals with them on the battlefield. So he takes Peep to reenactments. During the first one Peep attended, he said the bird got out of a bag and wandered around the simulated battlefield. There's about 10 cannons just blazing and all the rifle fire, rifle fire and he, he's not going crazy. He's pretty chill, Ramsey said. So uh, that's... A chill chicken. That's Peep, the Civil War rooster. Well, it, it has a happy ending. I'm, I'm glad they were able to come back together in the end. And that night, the turkey was delicious. <laughs> I do remember going to Civil War reenactment once. Uh, it was in Brocksville, down in the park. And uh, okay. I'm going to check it and see if there was any more going on. I might take a goat down there or something. Heck, sure. Bring a whole petting zoo. Right. Your cows are obviously wanting to get out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're heading to the, they heard that there was some sort of, uh, you know, Gettysburg thing going on. I think cows are more into the War of 1812. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but that's just what the impression I've always got. Yeah. Good times had by all. Anyway, do you have anything else you want to contribute, Matt? Um, well, we got a new kitten. I want to share that with uh, oh, all yes. the folks out in uh, podcast land. Our neighbor of my of my mom takes care of cats, and we've been trying to get uh, a, a new kitten in the house here for a while. Our dear sweet dog Birdie passed away uh, in July, and she was my son Jack's. They're just good buddies, so he he was really heartbroken and. Um, well, we kind of came across this kitten that, uh, as I mentioned, my mom's neighbor had been fostering, and we came up a couple weekends ago to get her, and she's just a, a sweet little gal that we have uh, now in the house. And she's starting to feel comfortable getting around the house, still a little afraid. See, we, we have two other animals in the house. We have our cat, Chloe, and our dog, Tank. Now... The new kitten's name is Bugsy. Uh, so Tank loves Bugsy. <laughs> Bugsy loves Chloe. Chloe doesn't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this weird unrequited love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> but I think every, everybody's getting used to everybody uh, ultimately here. And um, what's going to bring them together, I think, is... What brings us all together is food. Right. In this case, cat treats. <laughs> Temptations. Cats That's the ones, those up. crunchy ones with the creamy centers. Yep. Have you ever tried one? Um, uh, may, no, may, maybe, <laughs> may, it's possible. Maybe I didn't know I was eating it. <laughs> no, I have not tried one. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. I haven't okay. either. Okay, good, good. I am familiar with them, though. Temptations, cats. I have them. sprinkled a little Alpo on my uh, grape nuts, though. Oh, okay. 
So that's that's all we have going on up here right now. Looking forward to spring. All the snow's melted. Ready to feel that springtime energy coming around. Um, we're starting some uh, maple tree tapping. I'm beginning my um, maple farm empire up here. I have about about 20 gallons of maple nectar that I'm going to cook down this weekend. So 20 gallons should get me about um, about half a cup of actual maple syrup. <laughs> now you call it nectar. Is it? I call it sap. Is it the uh, same thing? Well, is that what this we're is. Talking about? It looks just like water. In fact, I have some right here. Oh my um, yep. I don't know if you can see that bubble going through there. So yeah. it's not it's not real sappy, but it it's really the consistency of of water, and it actually has a sweet taste to it. Hmm. You know, uh, trees bring water up from the ground through their root system. Oh, is that a fact? <laughs> yes. That's why I think maybe that's why that sap is a uh, uh, clear or nectar. Yeah. Well, it's probably mostly water. That tree's not getting it. I am. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to boil it all down. Yep. And uh, have you read about how to do this? Have you done any of this boiling yet? Readings for losers, Scott. <laughs> oh, you just watch YouTube videos now. And how to make maple syrup. <laughs> Actually, I, I have read a little bit on it. <laughs> Excuse me. I have, I have read a little bit on it. Um, in fact, this was a gift that my son got for me for, for Christmas. And it came with a, a pamphlet. And so you want to make maple syrup. <laughs> so, so you want to make maple syrup. Um, I Sounds like how we launched this podcast. So you want to run. <laughs> There's got to be a podcast out there for it. But um, yeah, it, I'm gonna. And I just got in the today. I ordered from Amazon uh, some kind of hydrometer thing that's supposed to measure temperature and viscosity of the syrup, so you know when to stop cooking it down. Okay. I think I don't know. It's not like I know what I'm doing. I'm sure you can. The viscosity can vary based on your taste preferences. If you want a thicker syrup, do you cook it down more. That sounds about right. Okay. Get mine down to the consistency of uh, rubber cement. You, you like to chew on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like peanut brittle. I'll tell you what. When I, uh, I come into town, I'll, I'll have um, a bottle just for you and the family. Wow. Now, I know you are a syrup aficionado, a syrup snob even. And this natural maple syrup stuff really isn't your jam. I know you like yourself the log cabin and or the right. or the Mrs. Butterworth, but maybe you, it'll still be good enough for you, Scott. Uh, if you can add some artificial butter flavored in, into it, <laughs> yeah, I'll add half a stick of butter. It'll melt on the way in. <laughs> it's gonna be delicious. My flapjacks really good. <laughs> flapjacks, French toast. Uh, yeah. What else can you put it on? Well, I, I make my own yogurt too right now, so I put it on yogurt and crack a little bit of flaxseed on the the fresh made Greek yogurt and uh, drizzle this new maple syrup on it. I'll be living like a king, a king of goats, I guess. I know. You you are very uh, you're kind of a jack of all trades. It seems like 
I'm I'm just getting ready just in case some crazy stuff goes down. Just thinking of all these stories you've told over the years on this podcast. I mean, you you're making syrup, yes. making yogurt. You built your own right. shed once. Um, you uh, you protected your you you raised chickens and protected yep. them from a raccoon. That's one of my favorite stories. Yep, I fought off a vicious raccoon. <laughs> It was I'm a whole just, army. I'm just sitting here making YouTube videos nobody ever want, wants to watch. <laughs> and you're making podcast gold too. Don't forget that. Oh, it's your gift to the world. It's yeah, it's a gift. <laughs> anyway, well, that's probably we're up at an hour, Matt. Okay. So well, uh, then I'd like to thank our listener for chiming in. Whoever they are. We'll have to have them on as a special guest. It was fun to have Ward on last time. I, I thought Ward brought a lot of uh, BD energy to the, the podcast. Yes. Yeah. And I, I felt bad afterwards that I thought he was in French class. And I kept blaming Rachel for telling me. And it turns out it wasn't Ward that she was telling me about. It was Tucker Betham. So... <laughs> I'm like, you told me Ward was in French class with us, and he was in Latin. And she's like, no, I didn't. That's Tucker. I'm like, oh. So next time we'll have Tucker on as a special guest, and I can ask him the same questions. Hopefully he has not listened to the Christmas podcast. Right, because you don't want to come up with any new questions. <laughs> right, I used, I used all my good questions. Uh, this past year, so right. use the same question. I will get that King Wenceslas was the king of Bohemia. Bohemia, you were you. You came up with a lot of those answers, really. Uh, you know the the uh, three kings and everything. I don't know all those kings. You should take me out for trivia night. I do all right, but my we have a a, a couple friend. Uh, the wife of that couple friend is unbelievable i've never seen anybody as good as trivia as she is she 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 should be on uh what uh uh can't remember that show that's the one (laughs) see (laughs) thanks you're welcome i'm pretty good at trivia myself matt not I'm, i'm no slouch so i think we would be a good team we should do trivia night then yeah but you know during these podcast things somebody has to host so um, maybe you can host an SRP trivia night and we can have people call in. Oh, or some live stream. Like that. We could do that like on a Facebook live thing. So yeah. I'll start looking, looking at how to put that together. I think that'd be a, a, a hit. Our, our listener would like that. We now, Matt, we have more than yes. one listener. We, we each have two parents still alive, right? So there's four. Well, my dad doesn't listen really. I don't South think my dad Richfield. Listen. We live in North Richfield. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was sitting right in front of me when you said that. I should. Uh, I know I've said this. I should read some of his stories from the books he's written. I'll, I'll get those out one of these times. Definitely. I didn't know your dad was an author. Uh. He has written uh, Tales from the Back Nine or Back Forty, something like that, all about uh, 
things he's seen while farming. So uh, he's like, somebody has to pass on this information, these stories. <laughs> and so he wrote it all down. That's got to be a segment on the next SRP and from every SRP moving forward. And honestly, he didn't write them down. He dictated it to my poor mother. And oh. she had to type it all in. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something I would do to Rachel. <laughs> like like leaving a messy kitchen for her to clean up. <laughs> Come here. You got to listen to this podcast. Matt's not available. Come here and help me podcast. <laughs> Anyway, well, uh, thank you all for listening to the South Richfield podcast. I hope you had a good time listening to Stories of Winter. And uh, don't forget, you can, if you have topics or just want to drop us a line, email us at southrichfield at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page uh, at South Richfield and our Twitter handle at South Richfield. Matt. And uh, I'd, I'd love for our listener to head over to uh, iTunes, Podbean, uh, or any, any place that you would normally download uh, any of your podcasts. And if you'd be so kind, give us that five star rating to help us get the South Richfield message out there. We, we do. It's funny, we have a lot of five star ratings, Matt, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and, and some some good reviews too so check us out South Richfield Podcast but like I said I have several mobile devices so whenever I'm on there five stars my mom can only give us so many Scott right right her poor mothers so and much thank hope. you Mrs. Talent for the five star rating too <laughs> Mrs. Talent loved our talent show by the way just gonna throw that out there. She uh, messaged the other day and said, "I love that guy." Anyway, probably the Billboard song the most. I'm sure. Brought the house down. It did. And Rachel plays the accordion. It's pretty good. Hey, uh, does she accompany? No, she she played her own song. She played that greasy Gopher Gut song from like Camp. Great mm-hmm. big gobs. Great green gobs. The words vary, I think, depending on who's teaching you. Well, thank you all for listening, and hopefully we're back, uh, back sooner rather than later. Have a good night.